0: Welcome to Impact the World, the show for and about creatives, change makers, and entrepreneurs. This is a conversation episode where a special guest shares with me what they are creating and the behind the scenes journey of their experience. Welcome to this episode of Impact the World featuring Laura and Scott St. John. I first met Laura and Scott at our local gym almost two years ago and immediately their energy hit me. They have a way of infusing and inspiring people and the more I got to know them I started to be quite intrigued by their blend of fitness with mindset. They both come from an educational background and Laura has always been very into personal development and spirituality so as business owners in their past they have now taken all of their knowledge around owning businesses owning gyms being educators and poured it into their website strongconfidentliving.com which in this last year has become quite extensive in its offerings so i was delighted to talk to them about working together as a married couple being parents and the role that fitness and personal development has played in their lives. Hope you enjoy this conversation. And as ever, if you enjoy the show, you can support us by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, leaving us a rating and or a review. Thanks so much and enjoy. Laura and Scott, thank you so much for being here. It is I think almost a year ago, we first talked about having this conversation and I was just saying to the two of you how perfect the timing is because in that year, you have launched so much of your online class platform and stuff that was kind of in the vortex at the time, but now it's all out there. So firstly, congratulations, because it looks beautiful and I know it's it's doing really well.
1: Thank you so much. We're so happy to be here, Lee.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, we first met um, at our gym, our local gym, and it was probably what, 18 months, two years ago? Yeah. And I remember, yeah, yeah, I think, and I remember you guys walking in, and I think you were fairly new to the area at the time. You'd moved from Colorado, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. And you just had an energy about you, both of you. And, you know, clearly you were married and you were working out together. And as you yourself say, you're quite yin and yang, but you both had this vibrance this energy and this enthusiasm and it was very immediate as soon as i met you and then of course when i learned what you did and that you coach people with mindset and fitness and then i saw you doing your workouts i was like oh this makes total sense but um one of the things that struck me about you two that makes you unique is you're married you've been together 25 years you parent your three boys together been in business together for much of your your relationship so that's why i was looking forward to speaking to you today so before we dive into everything you do how would you say you guys are doing here at the very end of 2020 when we're pre-recording this interview how has 2020 been for you sure uh
1: you know it's been incredible it's yet anyone has gone through shifts emotionally, mentally, physically, you know, during this time. But what we represent is calm in this chaos. Like we feel an unbelievable sense of calm sometimes when things are extra swirling around. So nice. we knew this year would bring us certain uncertainties. I've been writing about it for many years, actually. It's kind of to test to that. But I didn't know how it was packaged. And I knew that our voices would get heard in this year at a bigger stage, but I had no idea how it was going to come to us. So there was a little bit of, of course, it's happening like this and a little bit of like, ah, at the same time as you can experience the ups and downs of life. Uh, but I would say in the end, we're doing really great because I feel like it's given us even more passion, more purpose, more clarity.
2: Yeah, I think more than anything, the end of 2020 has shown us really about how you are able to react and become nimble. And really, I like to say, always write things with a with a pencil because you never know if you're going to have to write, make some changes and make some edits along the way. Um, so here at the end of 2020, I think more than anything, it's really continually involving us in the way that... Um, we show up in the everyday with the idea of how can we make this day better, right? How can, we make, how can we make ourselves, how can we make people that we come in contact with better? Because, you know, in these tough times, I talk about this even in my workouts, right? When things get hard, how do you show up? What do you do? Because those moments, those are the defining moments that show exactly
0: who you are. And this is interesting, because this to me so characterizes you two. And I felt it about you when I first met you. And then having seen you, witnessed you, been around you the last year and a half, two years, that definitely is is what you two carry. Did you always carry this? Like from a young age, is this how you were built? And and I'll ask the question to both of you separately. Like, have you always had this positive kind of can do attitude? Or do you have to develop that?
1: Uh, you know, I've always had a, this a very happy attitude. I think I've stayed and I was I'm like just so blessed to have been brought into a family um, that put happiness as a number one priority in our lives. And being that that's like my number one job. And um, it's always been my job. And I, you know, at a really young age, I talk about this a lot that I witnessed my mom going through cancer, and she was on her deathbed. She almost died. She was, you know, given two years, and she's alive today. But what I carry with me and I can do attitude is even though the doctors, people were telling her, no, nope, no, no, nope, you know, she held the bar high for herself and showed me at a very young age, at six years old, that you can create, you know, your reality. You can create what you want. Like you just have to one hundred percent decide, and she one hundred percent decided. Um, that she was going to trust in herself and trust in the process. And then the pieces came to her to be able to, you know, get her way through her own sickness and to be able to witness that at a time that your brain is still forming. Now, me as a mindset coach, I'm able to um, take that experience and not only use it for myself, because where I like have hardship sometimes is in self-doubt but I use that experience to trust, you know, when I want to control the pieces and when I want to do these things and I want to, you know, just do too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. I recognize when I need to calm down and that can do attitude for me is not this big boisterous, you know, rah, rah, rah. It's a very calm, relaxed place that I can hold. And when I hold that space for myself, it's it's been huge because I can then hold it for others. Yeah. That's, that was a really impactful, you know, time of my life that I know I carry forward over the years. But looking back, my mom and dad, I'm the youngest of three girls would always be like, I was always the one making people smile, laugh. I thought I'd want to open up an ice cream shop when I was a little girl. I'm like, I just want to give happiness. That's going to come in right. the form of ice cream. You know? So I have, you know, my teachers growing up would always be like, she's so happy, you know? And I was like, I, I was happy because I, I learned at a really young age not to sweat the small stuff when we had Mm. such a tremendous thing happen. Um, So I've really carried a lot of that experience with me.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. I mean, and I, for myself, I mean, I think at a very, well, I know at a very young age, I was seven or eight years old, two major things happened in my life um, that may not have been so major from the point in which that people thought they were delivering it to me, but Absolutely changed the trajectory of how I thought and acted. Um, one was my grandfather. Uh, I was young again, seven or eight years old. Uh, I was complaining about something. I was frustrated and he stopped me in my tracks and he looked at me and he pointed his finger at me and he's like, Do not ever use the word can't again. It's not in the St. John dictionary. And it just like hit me so hard. He's like, We do not use that word. I was like, Okay. So that was one thing. And then very soon and similar after that, My parents were talking to me one day and I was asking them about things and they said, listen, if you want to believe in something, believe in yourself, because if you have that attitude, you can do anything. And that was like those two things literally set me on a course of having an attitude of truly I can do anything I believe right? Does that mean I actually have to go go through the struggles and the hardships of it? Absolutely, right? That's what we do. That's called learning. It's called progression. It's called life. But I have absolutely carried forth that attitude of, listen, you can achieve whatever you believe. And that's really the things I work through with everyone now. And it's just it's so amazing. And it's so impactful when you when you really start in that one place where it all starts. And that's between the ears.
0: It's so interesting because, I mean, there's many things you both said that kind of hit me, but one of the things that I know that is is like a stop for people around fitness, around exercise, and um, I, I, sometimes around achieving anything in your life that you think you can't achieve or that is new to you is backing away when things get uncomfortable. And I feel like if we could be taught as creatives, as people who exercise, as people who go through life, that the problem isn't the discomfort. It's it's how we learn to navigate or be supported or guided through the discomfort. Like there will always be discomfort, but I, I know, especially working in the spiritual community for as many years as I have with many sensitive people, some of whom have left their body because of trauma, coming back into the body, especially with fitness, i mean, a mindset, such a big part of it, which is why I love that you marry the two, but the ability to to know you can push through that discomfort is what takes you to the next place and helps you build. And it strikes me listening to you two, that the very thing I see you two embodying, which is strong foundation, community, relationship support, it sounds like that was around you and modeled in in very strong ways when you were younger. And so I love witnessing you offering that to people. And I, I imagine you get a lot of people who are with you who go through a real healing because of that support they get from you that they've perhaps never had from other people or their own wounded family history is something that they get to look at and move through as they are loved and supported by you guys and the people that you bring to your team.
1: It's a really interesting evolution, you know, because sometimes people just find us simply to lose weight. They just know they're sick of where they are in their own physical bodies. They know they're having trouble with consistency. Um, they know they've tried a lot of things and they feel like they're the problem, you know, and a lot of things market to them as if they're the problem. Uh-huh. So we, we often find that people, uh, when they stumble upon us or get referred to us, and they're in a place where they're trying to make change and they're very frustrated. They've poured their hearts into things, often not themselves. You know, they've poured their hearts into maybe kids or career or relationship or other caregiving, and they're in this evolution process. Um, And they don't even know yet sometimes that it's spiritual. So sometimes, you know, if they know it's spiritual, but then they have maybe disconnected from the physical and mental and, you know, they've just gone so deep or they're coming to us and they're like, I just know I'm not happy and I'm unhealthy and I'm overweight. And we know, you know, sometimes it is the physical, like Scott intentionally builds a tough experience so he can train them with that attitude of that, I can, I will. Like, don't tell me you can't, <laughs> because you can, you will. So, he'll mimic that. I'm sure he can speak to that. But I know for me, it's, you know, in those, when people find us, it is often that I can already see their next version of themselves so clearly. Because that, again, that's what was modeled to me at a young age as my mom got healthy. And, you know, she, I know she saw that version of herself. And that helped me tap into imagination and intuition. So, I've always been going to that guidance of, well, let me imagine the outcome I actually want. Oh, that beautiful body. Oh, that house in Malibu. Oh, kids that are strong and confident. Oh, this relationship 25 years in, that's only getting better. Let me keep imagining that. And then let me, you know, guide myself with what feels good in that direction. And then by being that example and coming out with a plan, a framework for our content of like that, it, that it can be boiled down. It can be taught into actionable steps. Um, Because we've been through it ourselves, whether we create the challenges of, you know, moving across the country seven different times, like we literally thrive in uncertainty sometimes so much so because on the edge of that creation, we are uncomfortable and we find that secret sauce. We learned that you don't have to necessarily, you know, I love to meditate and be in the quiet zone, but life sometimes is not throwing us quiet times. Mm. So how do we show up like what Scott said in these intentionally intense moments with a different frame of mind. So I'm pushing people's thoughts differently. Self-talk and love and opening up to like trust. You're still exactly where you're meant to be. And sometimes just hearing that message is comforting and relieving. And so my mindset classes is just to work on the trust and removing the self-doubt. So people can have actionable steps to move forward with a framework that when they can't trust in themselves, they can fall back on me. And I'm like, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm telling you, here's your next step. And I'm telling you, it's a small step, but it's going to, you know, shift you in a very positive way. And then Scott's, you know, bringing them through the same thing, but a very physical experience and the beginner worker outers like are loving that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think what's really important and you hit it right on the head is right. Being the idea of being uncomfortably uncomfortable, right. And how that actually works. I mean, that's one of the lines I use in my workouts every single time because the uncomfortable is where the magic actually happens, right? Because your body is able to react in such beautiful ways. Uh, But more more importantly, you know, why do we put people through these, you know, mindset and fitness idea is that, you know, it takes this one, the opening of that imagination of Laura and then to the directness of me. And it really helps people again, find their way in the times that they're just, they don't believe in themselves. Most a lot of the times, and they don't believe they can, or they don't believe they're that, right? Like we see a lot of people who are stuck with labels, right? So we say it all the time, you know, we're like take those labels and just rip them off you, right? Right. Like you have the you have the ability to be and do whatever you want. We created specifically these beginner workout series, right? Because we see the fitness industry out there, and we see what's being marketed to people, and there are a lot of people out there who are stuck behind their computers, are afraid to go into the gyms, which they can't even now, right? Or Afraid to start working out because they're like, I can't do that. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to actually make these workouts specifically entitled for them so that they felt empowered. Our whole thing is we never go like this top down approach, right? Like when people ask me if I'm a boot camp instructor, I cringe, right? Because I look at that idea of like, I don't tell you to do something because I tell you to do something. I hold a bar for you because I don't see you down here. You may think you're down here, but I only see the higher version of you, and I know you can get there. I know it's going to be a struggle, but when you do get there, that's when you're patting yourselves on the back. That's when you're walking around with your chest up and your chin up, and you're thinking, I am right? I am whatever that is, but you are. And that's the beauty of what we try to do is we give them that one, two punch. We always say like, Laura's every shade of the rainbow and I'm black and white. So it's perfect. (laughs) Right. And And that's where our perfect marriage comes together. Our relationship, the way we run business, you know, it's the fact that we are two individuals on this path together on separate paths, but going the same way. And I think that's a really important note for a lot of people out there is when you're working with your spouse or you're working with someone, it is the idea of like, you are your own individual, but together you can make this whole separate thing. And that's really an interesting thing to to live in.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious, like how, how, how have you guys overcome Any of the moments where you haven't been on the same page in a way that is like impeding either your personal growth or the growth of your business, like have there been moments along the way where you've kind of hit clash points or moments where you needed to better understand each other? And and if so, how did you get through those? Let me go on this
2: one first. Um, Yes, of course. There's absolutely been moments of like, is this like, is this going to work? Right. Let's be real. Like, is are we actually on the right path? And, you know, when that happens, whether it's in relationship, whether it's in work, no matter what, we always step away and we think of the future and we say, where do we see ourselves? Where do we see ourselves when Laura's 104, right? We, this is what we talk about all the time. And what do we see? We see this sunset. We see a porch. We see rocking chairs. We see hands together. And we realize it doesn't matter where we are right now. We are still heading towards that future. And then we both see that every time. And that's really been one of the sticking points for us to get through. I mean, every, I mean, we've been together for 25 years. We've been together longer than we've been apart from each other in our lives. And because of that, we have gone through and seen every single thing that you can throw at us and what has it done it's only made us stronger i mean right we could have easily said ah the heck with it years ago yeah
1: Mm. multiple times but we
2: didn't because again we had i think more than anything there's been a focus on the future
1: i think it's made us stronger for where we are together like we're stronger than ever now 25 years in we can really say that and it's been amazing because you do recognize looking backward at the challenges or detours that we had either as a relationship or in our different businesses we've run, we have run education companies, we've run gyms, you know, now we're in the online space. We've been in the online space before in our, uh, you know, past businesses. So you recognize that if once, you know, like there's not just a maybe hoping or trusting or believing, but when you know that everything's a stepping stone for the next thing, the challenging stepping stones are still just another stepping stone. So what we do now and when we're feeling struggle, it's so clear that it's like showing e- either one of us that we're not in the truth of who we are, mm. that we don't participate in each other's battles. And I think that took us years, to right? Yeah, I think it a while. Like, it was, like, and, you know, we just keep figuring ourselves out. But it literally took us probably, what, 24 years? Too long. <laughs> to figure out that when he, like, we just call each other out on it now. Like, Laura, you're, like, are you, He like, he'll just be like, you're clearly because I practice happy. Like I, you know, I don't practice grumpy. I don't practice complaining. So as soon as I'm like blaming or feeling like I don't Mm -hmm. like this, it must be this, it must Mm -hmm. be something outside of me. I feel like I need to blame. That's my ding, ding, ding moment of Mm -hmm. what do I need to reset inside my mindset? Because this is a thought based universe. Like if it's all starting in my thoughts, I'm creating somehow I'm participating in all this, even if I'm looking outside of myself and I don't want this reality right now, I am an active participant in this learning process of life. So I step back and then I'm like what am I doing to slide back into self-doubt versus trust? Am I trusting or am I testing? And I can usually tell I'm testing. I'm testing like oh let me see if he does this or let me see if this works out with our business or and if I go into a testing mode I'm coming from lack. I'm coming from self-doubt versus really doing what I teach people which is really to embrace trust that you are again exactly where you're meant to be in this moment living this moment to somehow either create you know something beautiful out of this struggle because there is an answer inside this problem right now that you're in or you know am am i just focusing on the problem itself so he knows like this many years in, we know each other's things now and i'll just be like babe you need to go wash the car and he'll be like "Lori, you need to go fold some laundry and like we'll literally (laughs) go our separate ways because You know, too many people focus so much energy on the problem while they're feeling the problem, Mm -hmm. while they're feeling the challenge, and it pours so much energy into it even more. They don't realize it, or they're Mm. actioning out of it, or you know, it's just there's too much emphasis on it versus just you know maybe go play with your kids. Maybe you know that's maybe you're hungry. You know, maybe there's other maybe you just need a snack and you know come back to it later. So we clearly know each other's – we don't press each other's buttons anymore. We'll literally we're like awesome separate news. and – but, you know, <laughs> you know, like, no, no one can also press each other's buttons like we can. Sure. Because like we, no, we know no the buttons. Right? Of course, right? But we, we know – and, again, that, that experience, people feel that when we're working out together and we're bantering back and forth because yeah. you can't make up 25 years together. When I'm giving them the pinky finger and keeping it PG-13 and, you know, complaining – but like the beginner work outers, again, love it because I'm like, I was a beginner worker outer 25 years ago when I met Scott. I was not a worker outer. That's why I even made up that word. I'm like I am not a worker outer, but you're cute. I'm 19 years old. I'll work out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if that's what it takes, I'll lift your damn weights. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: <laughs> so, you know, it's a, just an interesting thing because I think, again, if, if we show people how to show up in challenge and then also give them steps out of it, and a framework to see past it. So they're in yeah. a more resistant free zone.
2: Yeah.
1: So we could hold that more resistant free zone for them. And we so clearly believe that. And I'm like, hold the bar. Everyone's got to, they move the bar. They move their own bar. Uh-huh. And so someone sometimes needs to hold the bar uh-huh. because otherwise they get disappointed and they're, they shift their, I want to lose 40 pounds, Laura. No, I really wanted to lose 60, but I didn't, you know, they're already moving the bar. Yeah, they're putting the bar around other people. Like, don't cross this line, or don't do that again, or else I'll get angry. And and they're giving away their happiness and often their health to other things. That's when people. Find Interesting,
0: that. you bring up happiness and health because I think in the fitness diet industry, so much emphasis is on how you look. You know, and yet there's so much about how you look, how you look to others. I mean, we see these ridiculous things where uh, people are going on. And, and I'll just focus on celebrities for a moment because that's a, a world that we are asked to look at or have have been trained to look at. But I think it happens everywhere. You know, they'll like lose a lot of weight for an award show or something. So or or a wedding or a there's like this idea that you have to get to this ideal that either you are then incapable of maintaining because you haven't figured that bit out, or you're never supposed to maintain it because the emphasis was all on the look rather than the inside. And I I think. I think there's so much self judgment wrapped up in that, you know, I can speak to that personally as the very overweight kid with an eating disorder and bulimia and like hated sports, it was traumatic for me. But then in my adulthood, I started to recognize the power of the energy of it. And even just in the last few years, cranking up my training has really changed my ability to show up in my life for my work, for my purpose um, for my gen, my general way of being. So I can, I can vouch for it, but I can also vouch for being the person who is scared of it. I think, I don't think I'm good enough. Oh my God, I'm intimidated by how fit that person looks when I walk into the gym. And so that kind of getting in our own way with our own trauma thoughts and energy body is a real thing. So I, I love hearing you talk about the happiness and the health side. Cause I think if, if there was more talk about, what exercise does for you rather than what it does to your looks, for Mm. example. I think more people would actually be willing to to kind of move in toward it. But I think there is this kind of self-judgment battle that goes on around the way we look versus the way we feel and the amount of energy we have for our life because we are actually doing what our bodies are designed to do, which is move.
1: Mm -hmm. I know when I'm stuck in my head and I'm a mindset coach, I'm like, that's my moment. Ding, 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 stop, drop, and work out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it moving your body creates, it's just like cleaning out a closet and you feel so good. Like just moving something, which is your physical body is going to open up pathways that didn't exist. It's kind of like when you're going on a hike or maybe for a car ride and you suddenly have the idea of the, you know, the problem you wanted to solve. I think when people really take that ownership and start moving, but we see they're scared. When we owned gyms for years, I was a front desk person. You know, I've always greeted everybody coming in and Scott would train them and all that before our online classes launched. And it was I always sat there wondering because I would see the people coming in scared for their first time. <laughs> like, mm. wait, Scott looks scary. Right? <laughs> the tattoos and the, yeah. <laughs> it looks all hard and you know, but then all of a sudden, you know, I would just be like, what what happened? And I would start listening to all these mostly women, right? Mm. And we hit mostly like over 40, 60, 70, like I mean, we have the whole range now, especially online. 45, 65, 70 is it's amazing. But I would always listen, and I would be like, when did things start to down spiral?" And it would be, oh, this happened in my life, Laura. That happened. You know? And I would always think about, I wonder, and I'm like, wow, like they're not going to just have a physical transformation with us. They're going to have an emotional and mental transformation. But I did wonder, who's not coming to our front door? Who's scared to physically walk and pull open what we would say the hardest weight, the gym front door? And I'm like, how do we reach those people? And that's really when we started six years ago filming ourselves. Yeah. And,
2: you know, I think most importantly, when it comes to the idea of fitness, right? And, and, right, we people put such an emphasis on the physical appearance of fitness. But I think you hit it right on the head, right? I think, you know, what we try to do when we shift people is we get people to actually exercise for this, mm. right? Because when you exercise, you're releasing these endorphins, your body starts to feel different, you start to feel different better right and so when you start to feel better you start to think better and it's such a great relationship between again i say it all the time it all starts between the ears right so when people would come into our gym and we say this again when so now i don't care what if you click who you were before you clicked on us or who who you were before you opened that door i only care about who you are when you're done and what you feel like when you leave because I want you to feel strong I want you to feel confident and I want you to feel empowered and that's some of the things that we do differently than most fitness classes you know you can go and yeah you can get a great workout you know awesome but what we try to do is we infuse I mean we are educators at heart we spent 16 years in the education realm working with children and when we did that we gave them that same power and I think that's really important. Our greatest gift is taking the light and handing it back to the people and being like, you have the gift. You have the light to do whatever you can actually think of doing. And we want to spark that back within you. So we, whether it's the workout or whether it's the fitness, I mean, the, the mindset classes, it's really important for us to not be do, 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 but to be like, here, like yeah. you you have it. We're just helping you recognize. We keep
1: seeing now in our comments as they come through people doing our virtual workouts. You know, I've been doing it so long, but it's like just when I wanted to quit, especially for the beginner workouts, you know, just when I wanted to quit, Scott was up there in my face. Like, and I'm like, yeah, he infuses the I can, I will attitude. It's on his tattoo. (laughs) It's everywhere. (laughs) He infuses that attitude just when you want to throw in the towel. Just when you think you can't, just when you think you don't have it in you, he intentionally designs that it. it's, it's an, we call him the attitude adjuster inside I mean, our company. He's officer. the chief attitude officer, but he's really the attitude adjuster. And I'm like, I help people see that and result and have fun. I mean, if it's not fun, you're not even getting me to show up. That's so. <laughs> I'm not even coming.
0: Of course. But it's funny when you were just saying what you were saying a moment ago, Scott, and it's on the back of what you were saying, Laura, and this whole conversation. I was listening to you knowing there will be people watching this or listening to this who, at that very moment, are in tears, crying, mm-hmm. because you're describing what they want and what they know is possible and the emotion that is going to have to move and heal in order for them to kind of reown their body in that way is starting to move. And I'm curious, like, well, first of all, I imagine emotion happens a lot for you with your work. Like I, 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 I bet that happens a lot, but I want to pick up on something I took from your website that really hit me. Here we go. Um, it was to do with, you know, I'm trying to I don't know where it is on my notes, but it was, it was about you specifically reprogramming people's beliefs with the things that you say, Scott, when you do the workouts. And, and it was interesting because one of the things that I've been doing with people for many, many years is, in, and I learned this from my own guides, is rewire your words. So if you feel like you can't do something Out loud, say you can or write it down that you can and you will start to reprogram yourself. And and I I read that about, you know, the the very conscious way that you get people to reprogram what they can, what they're saying to themselves and what they're saying out loud and in their own mind when they're doing the workout, Scott.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a very important point during the workout when, again, like we put you through these intentionally intense moments. And in those in moments is where you're learning, right? Is where you're breaking down and is where you're seeking that knowledge. And that's where we come in and we're like those little, those little figures on your shoulders, right? We're, we're there. And I'm able to, I'm able to just keep infusing that insti- like belief, right? If you're out there watching right now and you're thinking to yourself, do I have the belief? Do I have what it is? We're here to tell you, you exactly do. We're here to show you that again, in these moments, at first, we become your biggest cheerleaders, right? That, that's part of that's that's part of the belief building, right And then after, as it's it, nothing is better. And hearing from people being like, I was out doing this. I was at work doing a project and it, things were getting difficult. And in the back of my mind, I heard you say, you've got this. You can do this, right? So when you don't have the things in the back of you, that, that that self-talk yet in the back of your mind saying, I can, I will, I can, I am, that's where you pull from the things around you. So, you know, that's why you always say, look at yourself now and who are you surrounding yourself with? right? Because that's where you're going to pull these experiences from. And when we, we, we tell people when you're a part of us, it's like your family, I know, right? Like, like we bring you on in, on we bring couch. you on in. So expect <laughs> us to be in your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. so <laughs> they
1: call it the five inch version of Lauren. I'm only five feet tall. So it's like cute that it's the five inch version on one side, five inch version of Scott on the other side. And, you know, I'm like that teacher going like tap, 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 like when they want to, you know, from a, when they're getting stuck in a challenging thought and they're starting to slide into solve doubt. And then they know, okay, this is when I would open the cabinets. This is when I would go to the freezer. This is when I would start yelling at people. This is when I, you know, this is what whenever there's that thing that you would have like taken the next action and it wouldn't be positive. It would start to bring you down into an old familiar down spiral. We have like lessons upon lessons, upon lessons of, You know, from a mindset perspective, how I rewire—I call it the trust bucket. How you know you're getting an input, and you like are so used to going that way. And then, how can you normalize it and just be like, "I'm normal, I'm human." All those steps still led me here. Okay, now what? If everything—I keep saying everything in life is just like the workout. It was your warm up, even if it was hard. Sometimes the the warm up is the hardest part of the workout. (laughs) But now that that warm up's over, today's today now. What are you doing today moving forward? And when you exercise imagination, when you exercise the power of will, willpower, which is what I really then teach people from a mindset perspective, how do you shift into willpower and action? Because He's the follow through go getter guy. And I'm like, well, like think through the process, but how are you gonna exercise your willpower in this moment? Are you gonna do it by undoing the past or are you gonna do it into creating the future? And so that's why it's kind of cool well, even therapists, different psychiatrists, like send people over to us because they, you know, it's, it's like people are sometimes so done with their problems and they're not spending enough energy yet on the solution of what they actually want to have unfold next. Hmm. So at that point, I take them and can, you know, teach people to again, normalize, neutralize your thought and then shift into what it is that they want and trust and embrace that they're still again, exactly where they're meant to be moving forward. He does it through the physical. I do it through the mind. And it's created a really cool package of, a lot for people who are either, you know, very overweight or very like at a low place in their life that are seeking the belief. Don't even know sometimes yet that they're on a spiritual journey or evolution. And again, they're just sometimes looking for that first step. They think it's physical. But then once they start the workouts, they're like, my mind is changing. And then, oh my gosh, my emotions are changing. I feel better. Okay. My kids are sharing They're seeing me look in the mirror differently. And, you know, I keep hearing you guys. And eventually, like what Scott said, the torch does get passed. So when I was thinking about impacting the world in this podcast, I'm like, really, how do we impact the world? Like we impact the world, not through judgment and opinions and telling people what to do. We impact the world by us showing up very much in our raw, real selves, which is what people love, our vulnerable moments. They love our oops moments, too, that we share with them. Like, hey, guys, made a mistake today. This is what happened. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. And then being able to pick up and move up from there because that example, when they're ready and they go from hearing us to then hearing themselves say, you know, then they go into, oh, my gosh, I now said those words. Mm. And then they become the example for the next person.
0: Mm. So true. So true. And it's interesting. I just had a total flashback. It's seemingly off topic, but I'm I'm gonna trust it isn't because I'm it's coming out of my mouth. But I remember, you know, losing weight. I lost 60 pounds at the age of um, between the ages of 15 and a half and 17 and a half, um, I lost 60 pounds and I was shorter and on a smaller frame, and I didn't work out. So um, and I remember the experience of that was something I'd wanted to attain. Ever since I was first taken to Weight Watchers, age 10. But I could never, you know, I was in and out of all these diet places like as a teen. But I remember the the most shocking thing about such a physical transformation was no one had prepared me for the way that not only I experienced the world very differently, but the way I was treated very differently by everyone I came along to. And I, I always feel like you know, I think now is different, but back then I had many people in my life who would either lose a lot of weight or go from being someone who didn't really exercise to suddenly being quite strong in their body, and their energy was different in their life. And people, it would be quite shocking, like you know, and and it would it would be like an identity crisis for a year or two, because no one was really talking about that. It was oh, good for you, you look really great. But no no one was really allowed to say, ah, I feel a bit weird. I mean, I'm glad that I made the transformation, but I don't quite know who I am anymore. And people are responding to me very differently. And, and so I think that inside out component around exercise, again, if we talked about that more, if we talked about how linked transformation is with the physical body, and you even said, Laura, people with therapists are kind of tired of going over and over things. You have to get it into the body, and we're such a mind society. So whether you're a creator who's creating something with your body and that's moving energy, or whether you're working out or or kind of doing something fitness related, we have to move our energy through the body. And I think we as a society have been so cut off from that, um, particularly particularly this year. I mean, if you look at how how unintegrated we are as as, as a group, you know, and everybody. Going online and everything, so it, it's more important than ever.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: Well, it's more important than ever, and then and again to use to use these as opportunities, not circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. And you see that so often with people being like, "Well, because of this, because of that, I'm not doing this," right? And but you know, again, like we teach people, Laura's one of Laura's beautiful lessons is flip it right? And then how you take what you're thinking and you flip it or how you take what you're doing and you do the opposite of it. And, you know, when you go back to the idea of, you know, changing your physical body and then the, the, the energy that you have, you are different when you change, right? It is a completely different. Feeling. But sometimes
1: your mind has not caught up to at all the physical, right? Really interesting thing sometimes. And that's why we married the two because mm-hmm. I had mindsetclasses.com. He had his workouts online. <laughs> And when we blended it together this year in 2020, where we actually launched it initially just with his workouts. And then we started weaving in my mindset. She classes. said she acquired me. I know. I'm like, well, I acquired you. <laughs> like, no, I acquired you. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, Let's just put our heads together. And, you know, it's that banter again that people love inside our program. They love it. I mean, it's entertaining. They have the time. They're laughing at us. You know, I am trying I I mean, it's real. When I have a bird, it's our workouts are unedited. So when I have, Scott's like, focus, Focus, Laura. Laura. And I'm like looking at the birds. I'm looking at the dolphins pop up in the ocean behind me. And I'm so distractible, but I keep it light and fun. And it just keeps the people on the other side laughing. (laughs) No, it's just funny, you know, because it's just, you're constantly trying to get me to work out. And I'm, I'm, I'm one with the audience. So different than when you see other even fitness couples out there. Um, that are like both of them are so into fitness. Mm. And I'm clearly the one being like, no, I just married into it, people. Like I just married into it. (laughs) Yeah. You know. So And I also, you know, I,
2: I think she really hits it on the head, you know, the whole reason why we even chose strong, confident living, right? And this idea of what we were trying to represent was to show people that life, number one, is a four letter word right? And that idea that it's not always rainbows. So we wanted to make something that was really authentic. And, you know, she hit upon this before, like we talk about the struggles, we talk about the successes, but most importantly, we never sugarcoat it and when the camera goes off it's the same exact people Mm -hmm. right we're not we're not coming on and we're not we're not showing you what the ideal is we're showing you how we live i mean Mm -hmm. you can come into our house any given day and this is exactly what we're doing whether you know it's the meals we're trying to create the family life we're trying to create the workouts the mindset the community everything it's just it's a living approach Right. And that's one of the things that we felt was really important for working with people is that we didn't want to create a workout program or we didn't want to create a diet program because we want to take people off this roller coaster mm. and put them on train tracks. Right. Yeah. Because if it's not simple, it's not sustainable. And if it's not sustainable, here we go again. It's up and down. And that's not Holy healthy. God. Right. Having a six pack abs is not necessarily healthy. Mm. Right. And I think that's a huge point that you hit upon, right? Like people look at us, even they're like, Oh, look at you guys. You're like, we don't, we don't work out and live this life. So we look a certain way. This Mm. is just a byproduct of our lifestyle, Mm. period right? Like we don't, we don't worry about not having the donuts that we made yesterday, I right? it's part was. of a family tradition, <laughs> right? Like we enjoy life. And I think that was a really big aha moment for a lot of people because, you know, they look at you and they'll be like, you must not do certain things. I like, know. What? like,
1: what can't you have? I mean, like, no like, everyone, people come, come to us for like, what can I eat? What can I do? And I'm like, wait, first of all, there's no can, Right, yeah. It's I can, I will. And, you know, let's just start there. And then we keep it really simple and we keep it really fun. So this will never be like a program that you just did for a little bit. I mean, Mm. the people inside our program, they've been in it for like, they've been following us. They're there for years. They're Mm. lifers. They call themselves because Mm. they're family, they're family. And they feel that we they know we care. We, they know they could, if they were to come over, they'd sit on this couch and you know, they feel that level of, um, Authenticity that comes with our brand because we do show our real life. We show, you know, when we mess up, and we show when we're doing great.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Something's coming back to me, Laura, about you guys. And um, number one, I remember when you would come into the gym at the beginning, and I would be training with Jenny, who tra- has been training me for just over two years. One of the best life-changing decisions I ever took to to really invest in fitness and, and work with somebody, um, and I remember what was inspiring about you two to me was twofold. Number one, Scott, I'd look at you and I'd feel exhausted, but inspired. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, my God, because, you you know, you're fast, you're furious. It's kind of it's it, I'm different. I'm a little more endurance in the way that I but I would always kind of it would intrigue me and I'd kind of watch it. And And then also, Laura, what I loved about you was you didn't always look like you wanted to do it. Like Scott would be there talking you like he would be like the coach for both of you. And he looked like he'd have shown up, whatever. And sometimes you didn't necessarily look like you wanted to do it, but you were absolutely doing it. And you were, you were, you know, you looked great in the workout, but I, I that very honestly kind of, kind of shone through. And I, I want to pick up on one thing, if I may. You talked, Laura, about I am married into this. So what about your three boys who were born into this, um, this world of health and fitness. Number one, I wish I'd been born into your family just for that alone, because it would have saved me the time of having to kind of, I'm glad I've got my family. I, I, I'm glad I was with them, but you know what I mean? I just I look at the influence they're under around mindset, around health, around fitness. How, how is that for your boys, having this be the world that you two create? And, and what do you see as like the, the positives for them and, and 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 are there any times that they challenge you around it or push back or do they just love that this is your world?
1: I mean, okay, do they love, like, if we're like, kids, let's go work out. Is this like yeah. one jolly happy family? No. Like, you know, yeah, like, when right. we, we would do strategic partnerships like with Lululemon we did here uh, right at, uh, after the fire hit, mm-hmm. you know, it would be like, literally, we did a thing, free workouts for families and by the end, we're like dragging our kids. But-
2: well again, there's there's <laughs> they, children and so, then there's adolescents. I children. just
1: kinda, the lesson, right. the lesson <laughs> is different, right? So yep. they're 16, 14, and 10 at this time. And you know, what we recognize though is when if you drag anyone and you're toe tapping like that, because you're part of our family and this is what I say and this is what we expect. And hey, we're holding this bar, remember? No, it doesn't work like that. We just have to expect that they're gonna show up like we show up for them you know, in certain moments where they're going to support us and the brand and what we represent as family, then they show up very differently than being like, 10 o'clock, you have to be, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like what we recognize in setting the example is we do things together. And that came from our years of teaching kids and recognizing even from my mom's philosophy of our education company that we ran together. Like that was something that was very strong for us being like, we are going to tell and work with our kids on the expectations that we expect as a family. Our thing is strong together, you know, but strong individuals, but even stronger together as a team, we Mm. do that in our company. We do that as a family and, um, we have the the happiest, strongest, healthiest children that I could have imagined. Mm. And they have navigated 2020 like little bosses, you know, like even when school wasn't working out, you know, I, I was like, all right, well then you take a look at other online options you research them like versus me. Too. You know, we've navigated this challenge together. They've gone on moves with us. You know, they've relocated with us. They've learned to really watch us go through our own, you know, struggles together and yeah. come stronger. We had the fire here in California two years ago yeah. as, soon as we had moved here. <laughs> yeah. We almost lost it all. So, you know, they've been through a lot, but again, they've seen the most important part that parents usually want to fix, is that most parents usually want to stop and fix their kids thing for them. And we don't do that. We're like, oh, it stinks to be this, like, but let's figure it out. Yeah. And what do you think? Mm. And how about your, so we value their opinions and thoughts. And I think that came out of years of working with even three to eight year olds as our realest customers on the planet. (laughs) Kids don't lie. (laughs) No, they're the realest people on this planet right now. They are like a hundred percent, um, authentically, like, we'll tell you how it is, especially a three-year-old. So we had so much practice with that and, you know, they've, they've, Come together in a really strong, powerful
2: way. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, it, it's funny because we have, you know, our approach to our children, and then Laura's got her side, and then I also have my side, right? And it's really powerful. And the fact that we did work so long together in education with children was such an eye-opening experience for us because it really gave us the aha moments of like, oh boy. And we're like, that is amazing. That's not so good, mm. right? So that was a really interesting moment before we became parents of working with parents, working with educators, seeing young children. But then most importantly, right, you know, like we've had three beautiful boys, right? And it's funny because, you know, I talked about this before we, we even started having kids. I'm like, Laura, I think I'm meant to have boys, right? So
0: here I am with-
2: i like, no, I'm one of three girls. She's like, oh, no, there'll be a girl.
0: Anyway. one well, Scott, um, what were your siblings? Because Laura, I'm you were only, one of three I, girls. You're an only, only child. Only child, Laura's one of
2: three girls. Ah, right. Um, but for me, like I had this uh, so I'm I'm an only child, but I had the pressure of you're the first son of a 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 blah blah blah, blah whenever, ah. right, for a long thing. So anyway, so there's there's this I I had this really high expectation for my boys, mm-hmm. right? And so for it's I've always been I've had people question even how I speak to my kids, even when they were super young, because I had this vision of raising strong, confident men. And I thought it was really important for me. And I didn't care if they were three, seven or 16, I was going to hold them to a level in which I thought they needed to actually show up in this world. And I, so by doing that, We also gave them this approach of being like, we're here to help and navigate, but not do. And that's such a huge part. And it's a part in which we see so much coddling going on that it's not allowing the kids to actually grow, learn, make mistakes, and then actually come out ahead. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we, we 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 mimic what we mimic as, you know, family, as relationships and everything in and of that. But I think more importantly is that we we really focus with our boys is to get them to think, get them to react and then get them to just keep moving and keep moving forward. I'm not just saying I'm not saying physical, but I'm saying that idea of evolution and how you can evolve and how are you going to show up in this world? right? Like, what are you, what is, what is your genius? What are you going to do? And again, not like having, it. yeah, not having like any preceived notions about like, oh, you need to go on and do this. So you need to no, know, it's like, no, like you need to find the things that's going to work for you when that's going to work. We don't know, but most importantly, you're going to show up in this world and be authentic and actually give something of meaning to this world. You're not going to be someone who just sucks away. Right. So that was really important for us to, again, create kids that were strong, to create kids that were confident and to create this, this mentality of how are you going to again, how do you show up when it gets hard? Right. So many kids show up in these, these situations with their friends most of the time, and they get suckered into doing something that they really shouldn't do. And they know that they shouldn't do it, but they couldn't stand up for themselves. So that was a really important piece for us is to, is to get these boys to understand that you can show up for yourself first. You don't have to be this one that just goes along with the ride because you know it's wrong. And I think that's a really important piece for children to see because we see it here, right? Like we live in the land of, do what, of you can get anything you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was actually a really important piece for us when we came to California and even picking where we picked is like, yeah, look, there's abundance everywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. But it doesn't mean it's necessarily you're going to be happier. You're going to be better off. It's how you show up and who you actually are. That's the most important. And we are just so grateful to our boys because they are now showing us. Hmm. right? It's now coming back onto us. Now they're like, their can actions. I work out today? And yeah. I'm like, oh, see, it,
1: it's like happens their, when we don't ask them. <laughs> yeah. But their actions yeah. are coming about. Yeah. And you know,
2: I, you know, another thing at, from a parent, this is a, I'm going to talk to you parents right now out there. Cause <laughs> I find this one to be super important, especially when our children started to get to that age, like 13, where they really start to think like, I can choose who I am. I know what's right for me. And I looked at the boys, you know, the two older ones right now, you know, and I look at them and I say, listen, I'm like, remember this, I'm your father. I'm also, you know, I also want to be your best friend, but there's going to be instances where I'm going to make a choice for you because I'm looking out for your best interest. I'm actually going to step over that line and be like, no, and you're not going to like it. And you're actually going to be upset with me. But you may, you may look at it in, in the weeks or the years to come and be like, oh, my gosh, he actually was making a choice that was better for me because I didn't know. And I said, I'm willing to be the bad guy at that point because I know I'm doing something that's actually best for you. And it's our job. And I think parents remember it's our job to guide. And when there's 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 those times and moments when you actually have to do that do it because it might not be the best friendship at that point, but it's actually the best learning opportunity for them. And they're only going to thank you in the
0: future. But I also love the way you explained it. So the fact that you were even explaining to your kids why you're doing it, and Mm -hmm. this is how it might play out. That's that in itself is empowering. And I'm curious, Scott, what was your parenting like? Like, what was the kind of parenting you received? Was this the same kind of attitude with which your parents raised you? Because, you know, often we're either were either mirroring or carrying the torch of what we were given or sometimes repairing what was missing as a parent, right?
2: So I would say I, I've taken like a twofold approach. I came up, I grew up in a very strict military-ish house. I know there's some military in our background, um, but I also grew up in, a household that again, held the bar super high for me, Mm. right. I was the only child. So that wasn't, that wasn't necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, you know, because all of the expectation levels were on me to be perfect. And, you know, so there was that, I always had that feeling of being like, Oh man, you know, and I grew up in a small town in Vermont where we had a, we had very successful businesses. So our family was known right? So we were, and again, it was small. So everyone knew everyone's business. So you always felt like there was like this really hard pressure to Mm. do the right things. Um, but at the same time, my mom was always so great to be like, even though she held this bar so high, she really would always just kind of pump me up versus being like, you have to do this. Right. So she, they actually did a really good job with that of, of not being like, you have to, you have to, but you can, you can right. And that's Pretty much where we pull that same thing in you know right. of course we have our moments with our parents right and you know but i think most importantly they've uh they they held the bar super high for me
0: yeah yeah well it's funny because i think of you two holding this thread of what you just said you know you hold this you can you can and you two met 25 years ago and have had this incredible journey that I just said to you guys before, before we came onto the interview that, you know, in spending some time on your website this morning, strongconfidentliving.com, which for anyone watching or listening, we will put in the show notes. Um, it's really awesome knowing what it's like to run a website that has many different components and knowing how much work that takes. It was lovely to see all of these different classes and elements of what I know of of your working history and your life history of the last 20, 25 years pulled together into one place. Um, And and I'm just curious, like if if I were to come to your website today um, because I perhaps had heard of you guys for the first time, what would I find there? Like what, we've talked about it in general, but what kind of ways to engage with your message, your work would I find at your website?
1: I mean, strongconfidentliving.com houses the links now to help people get started in terms of a free trial so they can experience our content on us. You know, we really just want people to feel comfortable knowing that it's take the next step. So I think always the first thing that I'm thinking about as people visit us is you're here again, like don't stay on the fence. You have to take some action and follow through. So try the trial. You know, that would be the first thing that I always want people to just To just take that step and go into the pool, you know, don't just watch. (laughs) Just take the step in, and so that's probably the most important step. Uh, The other thing is socially connect with us. We recognize that the most engaged people inside our content um, are also in our Facebook community. That's thousands and thousands of people strong, but they're posting every day. And the more engaged they are with us, because we're always doing live events, you'll see an event schedule pop up with um, any upcoming free events, events that members get. And it's just so fun, because when we when I'm doing a special workshop, whether it's on manifesting or weight loss or different things, it's, it's up there. And it's, you know, a great way for people to meet one another. Um, So I would say those would be the two most important factors would be to engage with us socially in our Facebook and social media channels and just try the seven day free trial and, and jump in and, and experience the content firsthand. So
2: there's Laura's gray analogy <laughs> of how you come <laughs> to strong, That's right,
1: well, colorful. where I'm just like, all right,
2: we can boil that down in like a sentence. Okay, <laughs> So when you come to strong, confident living, you're going to find this, you're going to find workouts, you're going to find mindset classes and you're going to find this portal to a community of people who are going to actually be there to support your in your days that are great, your days that are tough. And you're going to actually unleash this community that's going to make you just feel better look better and move better. And that's when I say, when, again, when I say look better, I mean that in a confidence level, I don't mean that. in just like this, Ooh, I'm going to have a six pack body. No, you're going to walk around with your shoulders back and your chest out and your chin up because you feel better. And that feel better starts right here. I say it again, it's all between the ears. So when you come into our website, you're going to find this path to exercise. You're going to find this path to mindset, and you're going to find this introduction into a community that literally is just going to wrap you up and give you hugs and i think that's the thing that gives me like the goosebumps like i just literally i've got goosebumps right now because our community is what's so strong we may be some of the leaders out there just lighting up some of the fires but it's that community that shows up every single day that makes us go wow like you guys are what's awesome you guys
0: yeah, I, I totally get that from you know our portal community and our Facebook groups and I mean that that that's the joy. When you are someone who puts something out there for others, it's when everybody's engaging with it. And when you get to engage with them, it, it's the best. Yeah. So I have a final question for you guys before we draw this conversation to a close. And it's a hard question because there isn't really one answer, but I'm gonna ask you to answer it. What comes to you today? Because there's probably a million ways you could answer this. What is the one thing that comes to you today as a really positive influence that your partner, your spouse has had on you? So maybe we'll start with you, Scott. Like, What is one of the very positive ways that Laura's way of being has influenced or changed you over the years that you would recognize today?
2: Uh, I think most importantly, she's helped me identify my softer, more caring side. Um, Because again, I grew, I grew up in this like really rigid um, where, where the emphasis on, Uh, not necessarily caring, but empathy and Mm. just having this side of like compassion. And I've, I've always said to myself, I'm very passionate. And I think Laura has actually helped bring it out. I mean, Laura states it best, right? She's like, I'm like a fine chocolate. I'm hard on the outside and I'm gooey in the middle, So she's, she's really helped me kind of, like embrace that right because again like i grew up in a like this dominant male figures where they were like you've got to show up this way where it's not really that it's really you show up authentically you and she more than anything she's she's helped me bring out myself right
0: beautiful
1: always reminding that self-nurture
0: yes yeah Yeah. Uh, and how about you laura
1: for me uh it would be stop hesitating take action and follow through And, you know, when I'm in that stucky swirl or going into a down spiral, that's where the Scott energy really helps me. And that's why I love to stop, drop and work out when I can't get out of my mind and I'm stuck in overcomplication, I'm stuck in overanalyzing because I'm smart enough, right, that my brain keeps just wanting to flip, 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 replay things, all that, or see the future and imagine 10,000 different possibilities. And he's just like decision and go if it's not right another decision and go and another decision and go and he's always just bringing me right back into the power of mount now, now so i can decide move take action follow through and I, and that that has led me to a path of consistency like i've i've never had before i was i was up and down and especially as a creator and you know that's really shown me how to just continue to move towards the vision, as you call it, like the castle. And then you have to have all the different roles of people. Like I can always see the castle, but I I had a really hard time seeing the steps. Mm. And that's what I think our fitness and mindset does together because Scott always will help people with seeing the steps, you know, to get to that. And I will help them with that vision that you want for yourself. But the combination of this two that we give to one another is exactly the same gift that we give everybody to see that possibility and nurture yourself and take action and follow through and just do it. Um, So, yeah.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. It has been lovely to do this with you. We've talked about this for a long, long time. We finally got to do it today. I really love, you know, I know firsthand your impact directly in community. I know that from seeing you every morning, um, you know, for a year and a half. Although not so much this year because we haven't we haven't been at the gym. But um yeah, it's just great to get to talk to you and get to the thing that I love about you two is you're both very, very passionate about education. And that really underscores not only your knowledge about how to educate us, but really you're passionate about putting that back into other people's hands. So strongconfidentliving.com is is a beautiful site. You have so many offerings, and I'm just excited to see how you continue to impact the lives of many many people over the years to come and it was it was beautiful to talk to you today
1: thank you so much lee i'll never forget when i realized i'm like that's lee harris
0: <laughs> oh yeah that was her. funny <laughs>
1: i'll never forget that moment so really appreciate what you bring to this world and you know all the viewers out there you know every, it's it's a collective force that we've got to be together so thank you for helping totally. spearhead that
0: yeah thank totally you so thanks guys Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Impact the World. And if you want to go deeper and more in depth with my work, you should check out my members group, The Portal. You can find it at my website, leeharrisenergy.com or visit theportal.world.